Let's get ready to jerk the curtain! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. See you later, Mr. Sacco. What it is is what it is. Rest in peace. Is the best there was or the best there ever will be. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me, as always, is my tag team partner, the Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. Hey, everybody! What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just hanging out, busting don't say that. my ass. <laughs> Just don't say that. Fuck you. Busting my ass, doing that do-back stuff. What about yourself? I got like 35 windows open on my computer at the moment. And I don't think even half of them are even pointless to have open at the time. No, I'm I'm a little bit of everything, man. I'm just keeping tabs with uh, Sunday football, um, uh, you know, information for this week's episode of Jerk the Curtain. Uh, what else am I doing? I'm doing logos and banners and posters and oh my uh, – yeah, man, just just trying to keep as busy as I can, even though I'd love to be sleeping on a Sunday and doing absolutely nothing. But my work ethic is too high, just like it was uh, when I was in Blairstown. Uh, hell, was that last week or week before? I don't even remember. Week before. Um, God, dude, it's already been t- almost two weeks. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Really good. Good. Yeah, just, just chilling and killing, you know. So... What match do we got today? Well, we have, uh, let's see, a six-way hardcore bout for the WWF Hardcore Championship at 2000, the year 2000, you know, which many of these people probably have no idea when that was. Uh, it's the April 30th, 2000 at Backlash. So wow. this is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, so you got a six-way hardcore match between Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Perry Saturn, Hardcore Holly, Crash Holly, and Taz. Yes. Okay, so diving in real quickly to the history of the Hardcore Championship. Now, if I remember correctly, Corey, and you can uh, confirm, this was originally made for Mankind. Yeah, this is it was kind of a uh, thank you for never allow us to really give you a title shot kind of situation. It was just and I know the storyline was, you know, just trying to be kind of sarcastic. But, yeah, it was it was kind of given to him by Vince uh, for him being who he was, but also for the fact they wanted to give him a title just to appease him from ever appease him and probably the, the mankind, you know, McFoley fans of ever being like, well, he's never had an opportunity for this or that or left or right. But um, that's where it started, uh, you know, in 98. Um, and uh, definitely, I mean, that's, you know, they started really pushing the hard. I mean, they already had hardcore matches leading up to this, but to actually have a title, which basically was the the winged eagle belt, just broken into yeah. 30 pieces and then taped back together. I love the design. I thought it was pretty original. And uh, 
And then you fast forward, you know, within those two years from 98 to 2000, uh, that's when it started peaking with uh, some 24 seven stipulations, uh, which, you know, everyone who watches wrestling currently, you know, with the 24 seven title, it's the same, same kind of idea, except people are beating the shit out of each other with uh, everything and anything they could get their hands on. This was clearly made in an attempt to compete with ECW and WCW who also had hardcore divisions. And I mean, ECW was hardcore. So, yeah. Bingo. Moving on. uh, Mankind eventually lost it to big boss man. And then the final champion was Rob Van Dam, where strangely enough, it was unified with the Intercontinental Championship. Stupid. Well, for whatever fucking reason, uh, and we have not seen it since. Heard nothing about it. Now, Crash <laughs> Holly, whenever he had the belt, he instituted a t- instituted a twenty four seven rule, which men, means he would defend it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Now there is now a title, the twenty four seven title on WWE which is a fucking sham compared to this. Uh, These were some crazy matches, if I remember correctly. And it was really them trying to compete, you know, with those more hardcore people on uh, various other promotions. Uh, Crazy stuff uh, featuring this match, especially some really talented folks in here, some really underutilized folks in this match. Oh, yes. So let's uh, get... On to talking about said match. Was the entrances hyped? Super hyped for everyone's entrance. Corey? No, I agree. I mean, you know, first off, you have uh, both Hardcore and Crash Holly. Um, You know, Crash comes to the ring with a damn shopping cart full of all the favorite toys. You know, (laughs) everything that you you wouldn't possibly find in an arena, you'll find in his shopping cart that he's brought to the arena. Yep. Street signs, two by fours, uh, chains, extension cords, all kinds of shit. Um, so, I mean, of course, everyone's going nuts anyways. The biggest thing for me was like, I almost forgot what this entrance kind of looked like to Backlash in 2000. They had these giant rafter looking meat hooks swinging back and forth, you know, because Backlash was known for like these like meat hook scythe kind of yeah. things. So he's coming to the ring. These things are bouncing back and forth. They're like 40 feet tall. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got them come out. Taz comes out to his crazy heartbeat music. And and uh, the only one who didn't really get too much of a pop was Saturn. But, you know, no one cares about Saturn, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, uh, but then, of course, the Hardy – and that's what was interesting, though, is the Hardy Boys came out together. There was already a little mini promo before the match where they were going to come out. Um, but they had talked about, hey, if it comes down to the both of us, we're going to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting to uh, see them come out together as kind of a unified team. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So the entrances were great. I think everyone was hyped for this match because they knew the implications of it. And everyone, they knew that between these six combatants that they were all going to beat the shit out of each other. And that's exactly what happened. So Awesome. Did the match have good flow? See, now. The match was pure chaos, but it was beautifully <laughs> choreographed chaos. Right. And it was a lot of people jumping on top of each other to stop pinfalls after another, after another, after another finisher, after finisher with some crazy fucking pops in there. Really fucking crazy pops and uh, having the Hardys in there really kind of, you know, they took it to, to the next level. Everybody busted out a finisher, I think. Uh Corey probably can confirm that, but we'll talk about that actually later. 
But yeah, I thought it had really good flow for what it was. I mean, it, it fit the match style. Yeah, I mean, it. The, yeah, I, I repeat the exact same thing just for for what it was. I mean, there wasn't a. I, I don't know, just something about, yeah, I mean, when everyone's trying to pin the same person like 12 times in a row, that kind of killed the flow for me. But it was okay because they picked it back up, just smashing each other in the head or whipping out ladders and all that. So, Was the match believable? Uh, I'm going to say no because of how much like crazy shit went on and how many times these guys got hit over the head with metal items. Uh, but goddamn, was it entertaining? And the swinging from the hooks was so excessive. <laughs> 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 I, I i don't know I, I thought like the believability it was for me it was okay it was good for the fact that like when people did when people do get hit these guys would take shots to the head like without even putting their hands up so Corey, we I saw care, hurricane I, rana from a swinging hook <laughs> yeah it, was, it seemed like it was in slow motion watching it though um <laughs> but but for the effect and i was just worried that those things were gonna fall from the goddamn ceiling like i really thought like yeah, that's safe. Uh, and they and they weren't like rounded on the end. I mean, you could have impaled yourself easily. I kept thinking, did they not think about, you know, I'm not one for to try to enact OSHA safety at a wrestling event, but uh, there was a lot of like, uh, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> watching this just in case. But um, I mean, I, I, I thought it was 70% believable. So. Okay. Uh, favorite moment of the match. Mine would have to be the swanton bomb uh, and twist to fate combo. Man, I'd have to agree that that was pretty badass. Just for the fact that they they teamed up, got it done off the ladder. Um, you seen it coming from a mile away, but they pulled it off. And of course, later right after that, they're trying to pin the same guy, and then they start fighting each other. So I thought it was a good way to kind of you know go back and forth and develop that little combativeness between each other. So that, that's probably my favorite part as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, shittiest moment of the match. <sighs> Definitely the, the outside the ring, like multiple pin attempts that they killed the flow for me. It just like, you knew, knew like everyone was going to get a one or two count. There wasn't any like thought to it. I just thought that kind of killed the flow. So for me, I didn't not, I didn't care for that at all. I really wish they would have just continued to pull shit from out of, underneath the ring or, or, you know, whatever, you know, choke each other out with that extension cord more or, or, or do something more interactive with the surroundings um, instead of trying to do all this like 17 pin attempts um, while they're all standing next to each other outside the ring. Yeah. Uh, a finisher count of, okay. I now. lost count. I lost, you have to tell me I lost count. So we've seen <laughs> now here's the problem is, I have a problem with confusing signature and finishers. Now, the Hardys did a lot of co-op, what I would call tag team finishers, and then kind of doing their own signature moves as well. Well, not signatures, but even finishers because of the swanton and twist of fate. Well, yeah. first off, you got to think, and a lot of people now think, you know, with Matt Hardy. I mean, Matt Hardy, okay, so Matt Hardy did the twist of fate. So I would say that was his finisher for that for at that time. Then you got Jeff doing the Swanton Bomb. So there's two right there. Taz did the Taz Mission once at one point. Uh, Saturn did Bob that Holly, Saturn thing, the Rings of Saturn. Yeah, he did his Rings of Saturn. Uh, so there's, I think everyone got one. I, but the thing was, I don't even know what Crashes was at the time. Don't um, we look it up? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I know. Uh, 
I know Bob Holly did his. I thought he did his on the. Uh, what is Bob Holly's? Well, they call it they call it different things. Now that's the thing. Um, Crash has Crash had two different names for his. I thought like one of his was called Crash Chorus or the Bottom Beater, but now. Uh, oh, they don't have a list of his fucking uh, stuff on here. That's weird. Let's see here. Crash Holly, Holly. Well, see, like hardcore Holly finisher, the Falcon Arrow. Oh, no, he's see, dead. The, the Alabama Slam is what he did to that one for sure. The Alabama Slam is what he did on like almost on or did it on the the stop sign. Now, crashes though, I couldn't tell you if he got a whole actual to do his because he's such a smaller dude. Uh-huh. He rarely gets to do do that to anyone else that's that's bigger than him. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, Kind of like the Styles Clash in a way, yeah. but I don't think I actually seen him pull off that. It was kind of funny because like throughout the match, Crash didn't do much but get beat up by by. On at the end of it, you know, it was just that's why he won kind of situation, and not not to get too far ahead of myself, but I think that's why they allowed him to win. It was kind of like, well, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but that, it's like, well, you know, he's the underdog. He's the Crash Holly is like literally the Rudy of the WBF. So, was there any blood? No, no. Strangely enough, there was no blood that I think is probably only because it was so early on in the night. Uh Um, You got to think that match. Shit, dude. Uh, Did that fall under the payment? Well, I mean, that was probably fourth, fourth match of the night. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Actually, it was one, two, three, fourth match of the night. Um, so they still had plenty to go. So I, you know, I think that I think they try to dictate that too because they don't want the rain kind of saturated. Otherwise, they got to like hose that thing down and disinfect it. Yeah, they like so. the cake. You ever see the? I can't remember what pay per view it was, but they brought a cake out and they couldn't get it cleaned off. I think it was in WCW, one of the last pay per views, and they just kind of flipped the mats because they couldn't clean the cake. And then they flipped the mats oh. later in the like the main event to like hit somebody on the concrete, and there was still cake on the mats. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. They, they don't think that stuff through. Uh, <laughs> it's obvious. Was there any match interference? No, it was a hardcore match. <laughs> it is. It is interference. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interference with itself. Was the crowd fired up? Absolutely. It oh was yeah. Bonkers. There's a lot of chance going on. So. Oh yes, that is that is for sure. Uh Was the match outcome fair? That's going to be a hard one for us here. <laughs> now, I don't think Crash Holly should have won, but then again, uh, I wanted kind of Taz to win, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for the fact that he won was the most plausible outcome just because exactly it is what it is. But it's weird. At the time, I was a huge, huge fan of Hardcore Holly, probably because his freaking uh, – Entrance music, but all, his attitude was hilarious to me. And not not knowing then what I know now about how everyone hated him, like <laughs> he was an asshole. Yeah. So uh, I, I I don't know. I, I kind of wish uh, Bob Bob Holly Hardcore would have won, but I think for what it was, it fair enough. You know, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? Have a little no. bit of the bubbly. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> The bubble. Okay, so we got a match rating of I want to say three point five. Okay, three three point three point eight five. Three point five. 
plus 3.85 divided by 2 equals... <laughs> fuck! 3.5... Welcome to math class. ...equals divided by 2. <laughs> hey, jerk the curtain rating of 3.6. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> 12 hours later. Okay. Okay, it's time for your weekly throwback promo, and this is a fucking doozy. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Speaking of Hardcore Holly. Well, Hardcore Holly, congratulations on your victory, but a very controversial victory at that. What do you mean, controversial? What are you trying to say, Michael Cole? Well, I mean. What are you trying to say? Let's count them. say it was controversial. I'm not even quite sure if Timmy White counted three. I couldn't figure it out. He counted three. That's why I'm standing here with his hardcore title. One. Let me explain something to you. Maybe you're not aware of. The reason they call me hardcore Two. is because I'm hardcore. Three. I eat, three. breathe, and I sleep hardcore. Four. Everything I do is hardcore. Five. Do you understand that? I'm the one who made this title mean what it means today. You got that? I'm the greatest hardcore Six. champion the WWF has ever seen. <laughs> I am hardcore, Seven. true to the word. You got a problem with that? You see, what I think, you know what I think's wrong with you? I think you want to be like hardcore Holly. Eight. That's what I think. You got that little blonde going in your heart, hair, but let me tell you something. You're never going to be like hardcore Holly Nine. because you don't have a Whoa. hardcore bone Bad. in that little skimpy body of yours. Well, hardcore, can I ask Eleven. you a, a question, serious question? Crash Holly, your cousin, actually put the title on the line 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> I mean, do you have any plans to, to do that? If he did it 24-7, I'm going to do it 48-14. And how about I start with you? No, that's, that's quite all right. Quite how about right. I could start with you right here and right now? No, it doesn't matter to me, Michael Cole, because I will break your ass in half, you little <laughs> shithead. Well, I apologize, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for that remark. That. that was a very classic <laughs> remark by Bob Holly, a hardcore Hollywood. <laughs> so we got 11 hardcores and that hardcore wow. promo. That's a lot of shots. That's a lot of shots. Jesus. Fucking awesome promo. Classic Bob Holly and oh, and then him insulting him at the end. And then JR with the apology. <laughs> sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. God. Fuck it. Wow. Well, that was a great match. Uh so what is it what's next in the rotation, Corey? For next week. Hold on, man. I just had everything pulled up and I, everything went to shit. Hold on. I'm like, you mean, oh, next week? Or are you talking like, what are we talking about? What's, uh, what promotions next? We did. Oh, I'm oh my God, dude. My computer, like, literally ECW, just WCW, Oh, we got another ECW one coming up. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yes. So next week will be an ECW match. We might have Peter Anthony on to do that one. Uh, that means it'll probably have to be a savvy <laughs> match. Uh, fucking A. Peter Anthony. So it's time for your newsflash, sucker! And first on the docket this week, we do have... <laughs> It's so awesome, dude. You understand how much I love the production value right now. It's through the roof. All Elite Wrestling's weekly TNT show finally gets a title. We are three days behind on the news, but we are a weekly show and we're not bringing it daily. All Elite Wrestling's weekly TNT will be called 
All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, which sounds exactly like WCW Nitro. The parallels are so fucking there. All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite debuts Wednesday, October 2nd at 8-7 on TNT and will run for two fucking hours of greatness featuring Le Champion, a little bit of the bubble, Chris Jericho, various other competitors that we shall not name because thank you, Jericho. Hopefully, John Moxley's back for that show. That'd be cool. We uh, shall see. When are we going to get a women's champion? Tiho or uh, Nyla Rose? Got that going on there. Then we need a tag team champion still. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of different things that still need to happen for AEW, but I think that's really going to start kicking off and storylines are going to start being written and uh, really put into place with this uh, television show. Now, also announced not too long ago, you know, because we definitely didn't think this was going to happen. WWE goes, you know what? We need another shitty show because we got to try to compete with AEW, but. We don't have the talent or the writing staff, but okay. Triple H, the executive vice president of talent, live events, and creative for WWE. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Spent some time talking with the State of Combat podcast. That's not us. About NXT's premiere. Who? Don't fucking know. On the USA Network's last week, Hunter <laughs> opened up about how the NXT talent is reacting as such is an exciting, nerve-wracking time as the show aired, began airing live for the fir- very first time with last Wednesday's premiere episode. This is something that we've been working on for the past year and a half, so trying to make this move happen and the timing of it. Sometimes these things take a long time, so we needed to make sure about it with taking it and moving it from the WWE Network. But it's an exciting time, Hunter said. The talent are thrilled, and so in some ways... That's one of those things where you're like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. We're going to be on cable TV live every week for two hours. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're going to be live on cable TV for two hours. The reality begins to sink in, knowing as I do. However, they're going to knock it out of the park. Triple H continued. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, they are chopping at the bit to show who they are. They're chomping at the bit to show what they can do. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who only heard what NXT is. You kind of heard of the rumors and read about it, but this is your first opportunity to really experience the brand. I think we are going to light it up a lot of people up. Hunter went into detail about the growth of NXT and how he considered it a third brand worthy of being alongside Raw and SmackDown. For some time now, he believes that the third, three different brands will push one another to perform even greater with weekly TV shows. Wow, he's really hopeful, isn't he? And he welcomes the competition. Triple H sees a future where WWE superstars can make lateral moves between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT with it being a boost for their career each time it is needed. Wow. So it's like the minors in the <laughs> Mexican League. I do see it as a third brand. I have it for a while now. I think the perception is starting to become that. When it was a different location before being on the WWE Network, there was a smaller viewing audience, a very passionate but very but smaller viewing audience. So it was tough to say it at the same level. Now, now with the move to the USA network, it is much. Oh, it much is to me. There won't be any difference live for two hours each week. The, the quality of the show will speak for itself. I know the performers over on SmackDown will be watching the show to see what everybody's doing. 
And if they need to up their game, they will do that. And guys in NXT will be watching guys at Raw and SmackDown as well. The article goes on, Triple H talking about the UK brands and stuff and all that. Pretty much they're doing this to compete with AEW on Wednesdays, which there will be no competition. This will dynamite will blow up all over NXT and we will see all pun intended pun intended. And it will be (laughs) a Wednesday war, which will eventually turn into a Monday night war, which will eventually turn into the fall of Vince McMahon. But that's just my hopefulness here. Uh, I want to see these guys succeed, especially the late champion. Thank you, Chris Jericho. And other great superstars in AEW, whether that be Cody Rhodes, Joey Janela, John Moxley, Young Bucks, or literally any fucking talent because they are loaded to the gills with some fucking primo talent over there at AE Dubs. What do you think, Corey? You know a lot more than I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew everything that was kind of going on. Um, it's just interesting. I mean, I that they're going to start on Wednesday night. And that's the thing. I don't know the flow of, of TV ratings when it comes to uh, if Wednesday's the new Monday or is Monday night still the biggest night? I mean, the thing is with wrestling, I think especially, I don't know. Like I know, I know they struggle during the fall with football um, in general, but I I just, I don't know. It kind of depends on uh, if, if Mondays are still going to be the lead up eventually, but you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm still not super hyped about the name (laughs) considering you know, WCW did Nitro. Yeah. Um, you know, TNT on TNT, Nitro on TNT. I'm just like, okay. And uh, funny enough, Nitro is actually the active ingredient in Dynamite. Oh! Uh, <laughs> it's the active and the unstable ingredient in Dynamite. Um, just, you know, that's what that's your history lesson for the day from 1847. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck. but yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, it, it, it's you're gonna you're gonna tell really quick on how this is gonna roll. Yeah, and uh, I don't know you <laughs> the way you talk about it, man. You're so damn knowledgeable about it, so that's that's helpful. So I just kind of gotta follow the leader on this one, and whatever you say, I'm like, sounds sounds <laughs> like truth to me, boss. It's just so. you know watching these pay per views and the events that they've had, you know, from Fighter Fest to All Out, and then you know moving on future wise with uh, events and television shows it's they're selling out they're booking properly they're allowing these superstars to really develop their own storylines and they're working and they're getting over i mean sammy guevara being one of them you know he really wasn't that big of a wrestler and you know they brought him on board he has a crazy social media presence especially on youtube and it's just so cool that they're giving that young talent and uh a shot at all of this and, you know, another wrestler that really stood out to me is Joey Janela. And I wasn't really big on him until I saw his performances in AEW. And watching his last matches, you know, from with John Moxley, uh, that hardcore match, and then moving on to, you know, this last one here at, uh, what was it, All Out, uh, he, his performances were absolutely amazing. And he's definitely a different kind of superstar. And that's something that is so different with AEW compared to WWE, is that the these superstars stand out so much amongst the other ones where you see in WWE where there's only a couple here and there because they only push a couple here and there where 
in AEW, they, you know, they kind of determine that themselves. And we also have like this really pop in women's division that I see is just really on the up and coming. And, you know, I can't wait to see this women's championship match for so many reasons. Cause you know, it, it's the, the big versus the little type uh, match. And it's like being super hyped up on social media. And that's something that AEW is doing really well is, you know, really using social media to their advantage, especially with their superstars. I follow Chris Jericho and a couple of the other ones. You know, Chris is on point, especially, you know, from the Fozzie stuff to the wrestling stuff and then cutting his own promos and posting them up on Instagram and even making his own memes. Uh, It just goes to show how different the industry is and how they're capitalizing on it in a positive way. Unlike WWE is, is with their YouTube channels, you know, they have these WWE licensed podcasts and video channels out there on YouTube. And, you know, it's just literally just promos to push WWE merchandise, you know, in a further, you know, these very select superstars that are highly liked by Triple H, you know, it's there's favoritism there. And, you know, that's a big problem with WWE is the back, uh, the locker room politics and the favoritism in the company. I mean, look at the push on Roman Reigns, who I quite, quite frankly, well, quite frankly, don't really think is that superstar material. Uh, I think the push for AJ Styles should have been a lot bigger, but that's just me. Uh, I think they have Samoa Joe in the company, and fuck, the guy's a goddamn legend, and we barely saw him. So you just got to understand that WWE is a different kind of animal. Yeah, they're that larger brand for now. Okay, with AEW, it's that up-and-coming fucking thing, and it's rising so fast because they're selling out arenas. Their pay-per-views are incredible, and there's no filler. It's all fucking killer content, man. Uh, that, that's all I can say. Damn it, TJ. <laughs> Do you even need me? I could have totally just let you have I, I could have just went off air by this point. <laughs> I just like, listen to you talk about it because I'm like, well, what else can I add to this? Nothing. So. Well, I take this podcast for actually pretty seriously. All week long, I will watch. Well, I do too. Come on, man! Like, come on! <laughs> I, I take it seriously for what I know. What the hell's going on? Yes. And then I'm I'm so caught up in the past. I'm like, I'll just let TJ do the future shit. Yeah, that's why you guys. That's why our jerk offs understand. Like, why doesn't Corey talk at the end of the day? Because <laughs> it's like I talked about the old shit, which TJ, you know, TJ, TJ acts like he's 12 years old, doesn't know anything that happened prior to 98. And then when it comes to the recent shit, it's like TJ's like. Done. You know, it's like, oh, God damn, it's like a damn machine gun. He just belts it out there. I'm yeah. like, damn, I don't know anything. Apparently what's going on. So, uh, kudos to you, dude. That's, I'm just Thank glad you. that's, that's the only reason I get to follow this stuff is because you talk about it. Yeah. So it's just really cool. And I, and I, I mean, we saw the parallels between this and WCW Nitro early on, especially whenever we did our live reaction show to Fireflesh. I think that was like the defining moment and not only mine, but also in yours. Where, and you've expressed that to me that, you know, we really started taking this guy seriously and knew that they had something, something that's going to stand out in the market and that's really going to capture fans. And I think with them signing that deal to TNT that it's just going to grow from there and it's just going to be some really cool stuff just from here on out. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's, I think that's how it's going to go. It's just good to have competition, period. I mean, when you when you corner the market like the WWE has, it's just like, you know, you're forcing a product 
to have people's throats and they don't get to choose or like, well, this is it, you know, this is really all that, that we got. And, you know, I never really understood why anybody has ever tried to uh, like, what do you call it? When they, so like WCW tried it a lot. WWE's always tried it where you're actually trying to make it to where your company is competing with itself. I don't think that makes you better at all. Um, Cause you know, in the end, you know, <laughs> everyone's getting the same paycheck by the, you know, signed by the same person. So but having the competition and uh, being worried about your talent, I think is very important. Um, so I think this is only going to help everybody out in general. Um, and this should definitely bring uh, creative to the forefront again, like it should be. And uh, really try to see where this goes. So I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Wow. Okay. So sorry that we were absent last week. We got busy. Uh, both Corey and I have really busy things going on and we're going to do our best to be more consistent with you jerk offs out there. Uh, I know there's a lot of you now, actually, I don't know fucking how there's that many of you. We were like over 2000. Uh, thank you jerk offs. And we will be furthering this. Uh, Corey and I have plans to go out and meet you guys and to go to different wrestling events and to kind of get more involved in the community and, you know, really further these personas, these podcasting, championship personas further on as the show grows and matures so stay tuned for that we will be cutting our own promos eventually so again stay tuned for that uh there's a lot of cool stuff and opportunities for collaborations that we have in the future i know that our buddy over there at beyond the outer rim podcast jonathan stubbs is a really cool content creator and we would love to uh collaborate with him more and then our buddy dale over at cabin 13 or Seco silva uh we'd also you know if even if we could start a storyline where it was uh john and and sicko were a tag team and then they were fighting me and Corey, and we just went back and forth each week with matches and stuff <laughs> i think that would be funny you know how like a rivalry going on i think that would be that's, hilarious. that's fair that's fair i just don't want to hurt nobody and we can it's... have championship matches and cut promos with these belts <laughs> I think that would just be hilarious. And uh, God damn, that would be good content. <laughs> well, and then, you know, and, and feel free for, you know, all your jerk, are you jerk offs out there to reach out to us? Let us know what you're, you know, what you expect from us and, and what you'd like to, you know, hear or, or, hey, just say, hey, man, I love the product you guys are putting out there. You know, we're trying real hard every weekend to uh, just, you know, yeah, we, we want to do what we enjoy doing, and we think that's why you fans like it. But then again, just uh, you know, let us know. We we love the feedback. I mean, like literally. So please, I mean, let us know. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Uh, hell, let us know which side you're on when it comes to what we discuss too. Yes, that's why we try to keep it pretty broad with uh, all the uh, companies out there. You know, in the past, the present, future stuff. So that's what we're here for, man. We just want to hear from you guys and uh, let us know. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, there's cool stuff coming your way. So, Corey, let's uh, take a moment to talk about the Dubac Discussion Network and some of the stuff that we have going on right now. So, currently over at uh, thedubackdiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and much more, we got a lot of articles up there, Dubac Sports, uh, comic book reviews, film and TV reviews, fan film reviews, Speaking of fan films, the recent release released Friday the 13th Vengeance on YouTube and Vimeo. Go give that a watch featuring cameos from yours truly and also Corey Kaufman as 
uh, the gay prisoner. Uh, yeah. The, the, the gay prisoner. The gay prisoner. And <laughs> yeah, go over there. Find all of our podcasts there. You can listen to them on there. Also on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. And we have great podcasts on this network. We're up to eight now, Corey. And we have the Jerk the Curtain podcast, which you're listening to now. We have the Gore and More podcast. Do Back Discussion, Hall of Heroes, uh, Wicked Wednesdays, Wicked Wednesdays, Dream Warrior Review, Do Back Sports, and what, which one am I missing? Did you say Rabbit Hole? Rabbit Hole and Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Uh, find those all on our website and those previously mentioned podcast platform providers. Uh, you can also go to our merch over on T Public at Dubac Discussion. We do not have any jerk the curtain shirts, but we will be working on them. Oh yes. Uh, they will be very retro inspired stuff. Uh, Corey definitely is having a big hand in this design for our first release. And we will be wearing them and we will be cutting promos in them because we are the world tag team podcast champions. Boom. Uh, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But with that being said, we will finish this episode of the Jerk the Curtain podcast. That is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. Guys, this is your Mid-South Maniac again, signing off.